Hey, we're back. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast, episode 61. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. I have to apologize to Andrew live on the air because a couple hours ago he texted and said, can we do this tomorrow? And I was like, Because it's, ah, it's still winter? It's still winter. And I'm like, Andrew, you're crazy. It's fine outside. Because the view from my apartment, and I had just walked my dog, was it was sunny out and there was nice snow on the ground. What? It was fine. Like, it wasn't good. But obviously the weather was coming from your direction of the city towards me. Yeah. Because I got about halfway here and then the hailstorm started. And uh, I live in the shit. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> like We're lucky to be alive. And then I want to come back tonight and watch The Witch. So I hope, I don't know. I don't want to get lazy and go home and then not come back, but I really want to watch The Witch tonight because it's the last night that we have it. And well, it's all... I'll still be here, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe nobody else will come, and then if you're late, I could just, like, delay the movie for you while you take... You'll have, like, like a through. bonfire set <laughs> yeah. up on the roof. seven trailers. Yeah. Nice. Done. Okay. I've, I've done that before, and it, it made my friend laugh. Or once, uh, uh, I believe it was my friend Sarah, and she, she texted, and she said... I'm almost here, but I'm, I'm, like, on the bridge. And it was back when we had projectionists. Yeah. And so I was sitting with projectionist Matthew on the stairs in the lobby, just hanging out. And, and I said, okay, well, no worries, because we have, like, three trailers. You'll be fine. And then Matthew said, oh, that's Sarah? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'll just walk slowly up to the booth. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that, that mad with power of we delayed things, like, 45 seconds till she showed up. <laughs> That's the power we, we wield here. I literally would only do that for a really good friend, though. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that for, like, an acquaintance, stranger. Yeah, you, know, you gotta... You gotta yeah. what, what little power we hold in this world is it's, that. <laughs> Nowadays, with the digital thing, you can just add an extra trailer. We can, yeah. Now we can do it from the box office. So long as yeah. the thing hasn't started yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I was, what I usually do. Yeah. Just add, I, I explained to somebody the other day that we can do things from the box office now with our laptop, mm. and it blew their mind. It was, was so sad. I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's it's a mix of the power of cinema. The power, it, yeah, it's it's a mix of of sad because of the uh, the tradition of 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 the projection booth and all that stuff. On the other hand, it's it's amazing that you can do it. But like, yeah, that era of like, I always go back to the the. I don't know if you guys have a um, association with it, but I always go back to the opening of, of um, TVO Saturday Night at the Movies, and it was this like nice soft piano kind of music, yeah. and a guy with like a like a if I remember this correctly, kind of like a newsies hat and a mustache, and very foggy, and he was lacing up the, the film. Oh yeah, no, that was Elwi, I think. That was Elwi. It yeah. might have been Elwi. And and post like, retirement, that's gone because now it's you. Either the robot does it, or you walk up and press play. Yeah. <laughs> but and Saturday night, or uh, Saturday night at the movies isn't on anymore. It's gone. Yeah, that's Saturday like, night cinema is Saturday still cinema. happening at the Mayfair. Yes, since I mentioned that, that's this Saturday at eleven fifteen. I don't know what the movie is. <laughs> As per usual, don't ask we any don't of us. know. You know, it's hilarious, and I'm almost doing this uh, this out of as it should be. We should yeah. be cool to not know. That's exactly yeah. like I. You know when we first when I first started here, it was like, and I realized how much everybody is like, "What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing?" And I was like, "You know what, Lee? Don't ever tell me. I don't want to know." Yeah. Because I don't want like that like weird feeling in my stomach when like I know, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you because you're going to ruin <laughs> you it. You feel forever. pressured. Yeah, I don't want that. I'd rather just not. It's know. fun to just be like, "Hey, you know what? I don't even know." Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you have a a. Kind it's of not a- going to suck. Yeah, and you have, like, a wide paintbrush of an idea of, like, 
you know, it, it's it's not going to be When Harry Met Sally. It's not going to be, you know, uh, Frozen. It, it's yeah. it's, it's going to be something weird, midnight movie, grindhouse-y, whatever. I sent Lee a list of suggestions mm-hmm. that I don't know if we'll, you know, just, I don't know if we'll go with any of those. Yeah. I swear I still don't know what the last one was. I just realized. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, kind and we're not allowed to mention it. Yeah. I so. only know because I had to bring the Blu-ray downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I don't even keep track. I think Actually, I don't remember, so it doesn't matter. It's like a secret club, and yeah. you know, it's like the stonecutters. Like you, yeah. can't you know? We we I, <laughs> I don't understand when people are grilling. Like it always happens when people Just are think. trying to find the end out. Like, like Star Wars, which we're screening as of tomorrow. The Force Awakens. Force not, Awakens, not Star Wars. Star Wars. Mel and I were just discussing. Mel was talking what about. What should I put on the marquee? Like yeah. it's shit outside right now, so I want to like. Well, you could but just put Star Wars. Tomorrow. Yeah, but like, should I put what Star are, Wars Seven? Star Wars VII. Here are my options. So, should I put Star Wars and Invade, or where I, next? I think or... I think Star Wars I put first. Invade. Star Wars first line. Where to invade second like line, this. and then Barney and Perfect Day third line. I don't think we're gonna be. I think it's safe to assume we're not gonna be showing Batman versus Superman, right? Because that no. would be a nightmare on the marquee. Oh I God. Just sold we I sold just, a poster. I just sold a poster. We got like 20,000 posters. It's getting out. shit reviews. Really? Yeah. Ian, one of our partners, came in last night and he's like, he calls it um, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. <laughs> like they even abbreviate the abbreviation. Yeah. By, yeah. I don't know. Like I always hate to judge something before I've seen it. Because crazy, but you're, you're not a you're not a DC guy. No, I am a DC guy. I I I'm a DC boy. Like I grew up DC Comics, uh, Batman, Justice League. Okay, uh, I'm kind of an everything boy when it comes to comic book nerdery, but um, but no, like I have a I have a of all my tattoos, I don't have a Marvel tattoo. I have a, a big Barda tattoo from DC Comics on my arm. But um, my, my my joke with Batman v Superman is that. If, if you could time travel back to, like, 10-year-old me and say, there's a movie with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman in it, and it's coming out on your birthday, and you are completely neutral to it, I'd be like, you're crazy, old man. You're, what are you talking about? Yeah. And other pop culture movies coming out this year, this summer, uh, like Ghostbusters, uh, Captain America, the other Star Wars, I'm very excited about, but... Batman Superman, and I can't judge, maybe I'll see it and it'll be completely different, but I, I see the trailer and it just, it doesn't excite me, I don't, like... I don't think anybody's excited about this movie. No, but I think it still might make a lot of money because... Oh, no, it'll make a lot of money. People are sheep, and nerds are sheep, uh, you know, and, and nerds are the worst about, and which I am, making fun of myself, of being like, you know... Oh, I hate the new Star Trek reboot, I hate this, I hate that. But I gotta go see it. Uh, I've got a ticket to the IMAX premiere night first night you know and i bought the blu-ray already and i got a t-shirt like so it's like and especially some breed of folks will just go to whatever's on friday night at the multiplex yeah so they'll just go and see it but uh i don't know if you guys noticed but on twitter greg uh, po- greg sestero posted that oh yeah i yeah. saw that the room has the same rating as batman superman right now i'm tell you on, everything you need to know yeah. on rotten tomatoes, on rotten tomatoes. 30 35 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah yeah i just that's like, see, I still have not seen Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. And I did, because here's the thing. Yeah. So we, <laughs> because I, someone I, put a gun to your No, I was working at Rito at the time, and we were kind of excited. 
when the when the first TMNT well when TMNT when TMNT came out we were kind yeah. of excited so we all together as a staff watched the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which is movies. pretty good you mean the live action awesome. 1990 exactly. yeah which yeah. is pretty well made yeah they're awesome yeah I grew up on like yeah, regardless nostalgia has me on that you yeah. Know? Vanilla Ice. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and then when the movie came out, we all as a staff watched TMNT together, and it was awful. Oh, God. But it was still fun. Like, it, like who cares? We had a good yeah. time. Like, yeah. You know. Well, and I think it's interesting is that people are very apologetic of, of big movies. And I think that's the worst thing in the world. Like, I hate it when people say, like, oh, it's allowed to be bad. It's a big budget movie. And I think... To, to speaking of Force Awakens, Force Awakens is the biggest movie in North America of all time. I think the third in, in the world because James Cameron has still got Titanic and, and um, Avatar inexplicably is the number one, two movies okay. of all time. Avatar is because they took a higher percentage of bo- oh, yeah. box office yeah. tickets. But, I oh, think, I didn't know that. Oh, you know what? I think that a lot of these movies inflate their box office numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. 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 And now, yeah. And, but, what I like about Force Awakens is it's a rarity of it was, uh, it didn't win anything, but it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, uh, all technical, of course, but nominated for Oscars, uh, made money, critics liked it, and fans liked it. So it's rare to get, like, those four things of critical praise, fan praise, award nominations, and a box office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it can happen. Like, like, people can, and I think of other movies, like, I remember when, like, Spider-Man 2 came out. Everyone kind of liked it, made money, critics liked it. Um, but usually it's movies, like, I always say Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies. Everyone seemed to like it, but it made no money, no award recognition, and kind of has become a cult classic. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that Star Wars, you know, it's nice that it made money, but I like that when, when we screened um, March Break Matinees, I worked a couple of the shifts, and hearing kids, I, of course, poked my head in to watch the trailer and get choked up again. Uh, hearing kids audibly gasp and, like, mutter when the Star Wars trailer comes up. And I'm like, oh, there's nerd hope for our future. You know, they, these kids aren't just watching Transformers or whatever. But So, yeah, so Star Wars, on the off chance that you haven't seen it, this is your last chance to see it on the big screen. And if you have seen it, uh, it's your last chance to see it before it goes in those Disney vaults, those pesky Disney vaults. It's not coming out on Blu-ray. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming out on Blu-ray. It's, it's never going to come out. They decided to hold off. Uh, but, of course, I I really liked it a lot. Mel, you haven't seen it, right? Nope. That's amazing. It's, it's almost like you shouldn't. <laughs> like, you didn't hold out. Who's going to hold a gun to my head? No, yeah. I'm kidding. Don't. Don't. Please don't. But you know, you know, you know the spoilers, you know the plot points, do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. I, th- here's, like, our life is not, you can't really work in a movie theater and yeah. be like, don't spoiler, don't talk about anything. Yeah. Like, especially a place like this where, you know, I mean, freaking, if, even if we worked at the multiplex, the day the movie comes out, if you don't get a chance to see it, chances are your boss is not going to have a screening on Thursday night for you. Yeah. If you work the, especially if you work in the multiplex. Yeah. And then, you know, day of the movie plays, like, you're probably going to overhear people talking about it. I don't know. I just, like, yeah, of course I do. There was something, I can't remember what it was, but some mystery-type movie we were screening in the past few months, and it was a crazy thing where I was like, busy and then I worked like two shifts with it before getting a chance to come see it 
And so while it was playing, I would, like, do my best to, like, like have my headset on, listen to a oh. podcast, or, like, like when I had to go in, like, kind of not looking at the screen or whatever, because I just... And I did it. I managed to pull it off, but, like... That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> because sometimes, like, like right now, um, Where to Invade Next is screening while we're recording this, but that can't really be spoiled. It's Michael Moore being Michael Moore. The reviews pretty much sum yeah. up what you're going to watch. So, like, I'm going to come see that sometime this week because we've uh, held it over for a second week, which I'm glad because I missed it on the first week. But, so that doesn't really matter too much, but but that is, like, especially here where, like, the lobby, you can hear everything. Yeah. So even if you're, like, even if you're not multitasking, even if you're just sitting in the box office reading while the movie's playing, you're kind of hearing the movie. I, t- I tend to poke my head in, too, to make sure, just like old habits die hard, multiplex, we have, yeah. like, every 15 minutes you have to check inside the theater, so. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm going to watch five minutes here and there anyway, and there's always somebody who's like, have you seen this? What do you think? And it's like, yeah, I might as well just spoil it for myself a little bit, yeah, and then yeah. I sort of decide, like, oh yeah, you know what? This really, really looks worth sitting down to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I work five days out of seven most of the time, so like. Yeah. So it's hard to squeeze them in. I'm here anyway. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember we watched... What was the last time? The last movie I watched with you might have been like Stop Making Sense yeah. or something like that. I think so, yeah. Where we went out of our way to watch yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Um, but yeah, so Where to Invade Next, we have Held Over. Um, then we have, what, it's a premiere, right? Barney Thompson? Barney Thompson is a premiere. Starring, directed by and starring Robert Carlyle from Train Spotting. And Emma Thompson's in this. People. And Emma Thompson. Everyone likes Emma Thompson. Yep. And uh, Ray Winstone. Yeah, he's great. Tough guy, Ray Winstone. Looks this is like, like such a, a silly movie. It's a black comedy. He's like a... Is he a barber and he accidentally kills somebody? He's a somebody? barber and he accidentally kills someone. Meanwhile, there's a detective in town who already thinks he's a serial killer. Okay. And his mom is played by Emma Thompson. I think so, And yeah. she's kind of helping him clean up the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a Scottish dark comedy. Yeah. I, I, I... It looks silly. It just, it looks good. <laughs> it sort of makes me think of, like, maybe, um, like, probably In Bruges type of humor. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's a good sure. comparison. That's a good movie. It's awesome. I'll, I'll always remember, I'll always think of Robert Carlyle associated with Train Spotting, of course, as many do, but it's because I worked at a movie theater in Vancouver when Train Spotting came out. Nice. So, like, a million years ago. Yeah. And so we had... It was this little mini, it was a five screen, five screen Mayfair essentially, but with all smaller screens. And we would play like art house stuff and on one screen play something mainstream like Star Trek or whatever. So we had train spotting when it came out and it was big. Like we played it, we played it forever. Like we played it for like three months or something like that. And um, so we had the. the That's char- about the worst movie to spoil for yourself. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and we had the character posters up. And if I remember correctly, it was kind of the birth of the something. character poster. Yeah. Of, of like, so they had Hugh McGregor, and they had the girl, and... Wasn't that the one with, like, choose blah, 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, you and... You, yeah, and so they were up above... Like, imagine even just our candy bar that it was just, like, a, like a wall with enough space to put up posters. So that's where the, the, the train spot and character posters all went. And slowly but... One night, someone took, like, two of them. Oh, no. 
So basically, when like nobody, you know, we were doing something else or off to dinner or somebody was in the washroom, somebody like ran out halfway through doing train spotting and like jumped up and like pulled down the poster and either went back in or ran away. And you come back out and like, yeah, yeah, like three of the five posters are gone. And you're like, oh, son of a bitch. And, and it's kind of a compliment, I guess. Like the studios are kind of like, oh, they're stealing posters. That means they, it's getting buzz or something. I guess, yeah. But yeah, I'll always remember the, the, the thievery of the train spotting posters and that, you know, we don't get merch very much nowadays or swag. Uh, when I worked at this theater, tons of swag, like every movie, I, I don't know if there's just more money to throw around or something, but like every movie had swag and multiplexing. Yeah. And the train spotting one was pens that looked like hypodermic needles oh God. with blood in them, like fake blood that had train spotting and the release date on it. Oh my God. And I didn't get one cause there was only a handful. So we basically like pulled names out of a hat, but I'll always remember that. I'm like, that is, that's not allowed. Did I ever <laughs> tell you about how I was, when I worked at Rito, uh, we were playing Harold and Kumar. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the one... Uh, the first one? No. The, the one, Christmas the one? White Castle one, I think. No, uh, Jail. Something oh, the, jail, that's the right? second one, the one where they go to Guantanamo. Yes. 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 So we got swag for that, but it was just a massive ba- a box of rolling papers. Ah. Uh, what? <laughs> like extra long rolling papers just a huge box with <coughs> them in their little orange jumpsuits on the top flap and it was just like uh and do we give this out <laughs> yeah. like this is very awkward and especially a couple of years ago like was slightly more illegal than yeah. it is now it like, was like <laughs> Stephen Harper takes measures to blah blah marijuana <laughs> and then it's like here's some rolling papers it's like is it incriminating if I give these out? <laughs> Just opening the box. You're, you're an accessory. This is a bad idea. Why'd you send me these? Well, especially in the if we don't send them back, does that make me in trouble? In the States, too. Like, in the States, five, six years ago, it was way worse than it is now. Like, yeah. Man, that's funny. Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird time. We got, we also got, we only got one, so I think the manager snagged it, but there was a, a Tommy Lee Jones movie called Volcano. <laughs> and the tagline was the coast is toast and they sent us a toaster and what? just a toaster the normal like old timey looking like silver two slice toaster and just said volcano on the side the coast is toast that's so weird and I'm like I don't know what a toaster cost back then, but you know like if they sent one of those to that's every theater in yeah. like North America that's that's a lot of toasters I don't know but we the what the most we got here is like those set, interview I wonder if shakers. I wonder if you can find that on eBay probably oh probably Southbound sent us car fresheners. fresheners. And interview, yeah, interview sent us, I, I just, I happenstance wore my interview shirt the other day. So yeah, interview sent us like t-shirts and stuff. Um, and martini shakers. I yeah. think the only major studio film that we, we've ever premiered. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to I mean, terrorists. Can, yeah, like we can ask yeah. for swag, but I, by the time stuff gets to us, I don't think they have much left. No, it is fun. Like it's, it's like speaking of premieres, like I was commenting the other day how I think it's so cool the rare time when we get a movie that has um, the actual premiere date on the poster. So there's actually two coming up, um, leap ahead a little bit, but two coming up on April 1st because one is absolutely anything. No joke, yeah, April 1st. Um, The stupidest holiday (laughs) of all. Be a jerk to your friends in the morning. Uh, but the, I guess it's maybe the UK poster release of uh, Eddie the Eagle is April 1st nice. as well. 
So we're showing two movies that have actual April 1st poster dates on them, which makes it so much easier to advertise on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Because every time I put up a poster and it says, you know, sometimes people just know, like, we all know that Star Wars came out in December. Yeah. But when it has the wrong date, it just adds a little bit to the confusion. It's really frustrating for me I'm, when I'm, I do the flyer and stuff. I've learned there's a... Um, a little, a little Band-Aid logo on the on the fake Photoshop I use to make mock up the posters. Yeah. And so you use that and just kind of like, you, you pick the color and then it like airbrushes in the color around it. Yeah. So I remember first using it on the movie Dope, which is just three kids on bikes and like blue sky yeah. with a big release date logo on it. And it worked really well. And I was like, oh, this changes everything. I could use yeah. this Band-Aid logo for all this stuff because, yeah, because it's that and when posters say... 3D that I always try to like yeah cover I mean, up or that exists in the thing that I use for the flyer too but it yeah. just doesn't yeah uh, when you have white writing on a black background then you just have a gray blob yeah yeah so anyway and I like using the joke of presented in glorious 2D <laughs> as the filmmaker intended people seem to understand that most of the time I'd love to have a font for every movie poster so it just right over top of the things oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just replace it all uh, we also have A Perfect Day coming up, um, which is not a premiere, Sounds but like I've never heard of, of it. It's a perfect day. Yeah, it, it's about, like, Sarca- uh, It's a sarcastic title. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic perfect day. Perfect day? It's, uh... Today is a perfect day. It's war zone rescue workers. Badass war zone rescue it's workers. It's set in, like, the mid-90s, I think? Yep. In, uh, is it Bosnia, or...? Somewhere in the Balkans. 24 hours... Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, so it's about it's a, a war zone movie, um, but I've never heard of this movie. It, it's always interesting the movies with like a couple of pretty cool Oscar winning actors. In this case, uh, Tim Robbins and Benicio del Toro are in it. Um, and until it got booked, I had never heard of this film before. Apparently, uh, it got a standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, I read a bunch of really good reviews about it, and um, so yeah, we have that coming up this. Friday, March 25th as well. I haven't seen Tim Robbins act in a lot of stuff in the last little while. I can't even... want to go see Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know he goes behind the camera a bit more, but I can't even think of the last time I saw him in a movie. He does like little character actor bits every once in a while. But he's little Toro still in a ton of stuff. See him in it like he kind of... I like him because he's the kind of actor who you'll see him in like Guardians of the Galaxy one month and the next month see him in like an independent film. And he kind of... Is he's in the new Star Wars. Yeah, not, the new not, Star Wars. <coughs> the next one. Next one, yeah. <coughs> That's the one that we're showing this week. Um, and then we have Peace Park, which is an Ottawa premiere, mm-hmm. and uh, presented by the Ottawa Skateboard Community Association. And it's a documentary about... Skateboarding in Montreal. Yeah, I guess, I guess about conflicts in Montreal between skateboarders and the man, and about kind of gentrification versus a community and graffiti and all those kind of things that kind of can cause conflict in a, in a community. So this one in Montreal specifically and has a lot of skateboard culture around it. And um, so, yeah, so that's an audible premiere that we have coming up on Wednesday and Thursday this week. And they're doing a good job about spreading the word. So if you want to find out more information about it, go check out Facebook or just type in Peace Park Auto into Google and you'll find some uh, write-ups about... Uh, this event uh there's gonna be a guest speaker there in front of the wednesday show i believe mm-hmm. 
and he's like a director of uh, Ottawa skateboard community. Uh, and then we have the 30th anniversary screening of Big Trouble in Little China, which is one of those things where it's like, okay, Facebook, don't let me down, because a whole bunch of you on Facebook are really excited to see this. Yeah. We showed this a few years ago, and I think it did pretty well. Yeah, and it's... Um, and when, we have a poster for it, which is I convenient. Believe, yeah, I, I walked in just now in, in the candy where we got a really nice-looking Drew Struzan painted poster for yeah. this one. And uh, we were just talking, you know, to, to, to go back and berate Batman Superman a bit more... We were, uh, my friend, it's not getting berated it's not enough. Berated enough. Um, my friend and I were talking about it in relation to the posters. Cause like the, 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 the first teaser posters for Batman Superman were these really weird, almost like art house looking posters of just like a black and white shot of like Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck with their eyes ripped out and then kind of like a logo underneath it. It was really weird. And then the next poster was just your basic photoshopped, like two guys on a poster poster. And you look at Drew Struzan, and he did, you know, he's known for, you know, Indiana Jones posters or Star Wars posters, but back then, like, a gig was a gig, I guess, because he would do, like, Police Academy, you know, just, just like, a, a random kind of goofy comedy. I feel like a lot of the posters that were on our cupboard doors in Northern Moose were just, like, Probably. really nicely drawn posters. Oh, yeah. Because like, back then they painted everything. Exactly that, yeah. So whether it be, like, some, like, teen sex comedy, like Revenge of the Nerds, or Blade Runner. Like, everything had a beautiful poster. And I don't know whose fault it gets pointed at specifically, but it was somewhere in the mid-90s. Everything just started being, like, an actor's big head or Photoshop of, you know, a couple of people who aren't in the same room together and the lighting's bad and you can see, like, the line around them. And sometimes it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. and, and you would think, like, you're spending... At minimum, you're spending, like, tens of millions of dollars on your release just for advertising, not, like, the budget of the movie. You know, spend $50,000 and make a really nice painted poster. Just do that. Like, because, like, I don't know, like, a lot of the posters, like, we put out our posters, and a lot of them, I'm like, I can't imagine anyone would want to put this on their wall. Like, I can't imagine, like, and we have one, and it's a movie I want to see, so don't take this as a negative uh, stance against the film, but we have a new Christopher Walken movie coming up, and I really like Christopher Walken, but the poster is clearly Christopher Walken uh, and the, uh, with an actress who's sitting at a piano. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. They're not in the same room. Like, their eye lines are all whacked out. Uh, and it's like... The lighting on each of them is different. Like Yeah, and like you guys shot this movie together for three months and the photographer couldn't grab a shot of the two of you together? I, I just, I don't get it. And um, so yeah, it's so nice whenever we have Big Trouble in Little China playing and we get this nice poster up or like on the rare occasion when we ha we, sh we screened a martial arts movie a little while ago. It was like a big epic, epic kind of goofy one with like monsters in it and stuff. And it had a kind of a Drew Struzan clone poster, like actual painted poster. And it was beautiful. But I always like it when a poster goes that extra mile because sometimes it's just, here's Brad Pitt's head. What's the movie about? I don't Who know. Who cares? <laughs> Brad Pitt's head. Pitt's Brad Pitt's head's in it. Don't you want to come see Brad Pitt? Um, but yeah, Big Trouble in China was from the heyday of the, uh, the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter collaboration mm -hmm. era mm -hmm. where they did... The Thing, 
Oh, they did Elvis. They did a <coughs> Elvis first, the TV movie where he played. Which I've yet to Elvis. see. I've never seen. <coughs> I have it on DVD, and I've never watched it. I probably should. Yeah. Apparently, it's quite good. It they is... did Elvis. They did the thing. Uh, Escape from New York. Escape from New York. And then Big Trouble Little China. So they did and like Escape from L.A. And Escape from L.A. They took a little break, and then did Escape from L.A. Uh, but I love these. I like that trilogy of films. If you if you pretend that you know the thing. Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China are a trilogy of films. I could just... They're movies that I could just watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I love Big Trouble because it's the the Asian characters in the movie, specifically the guy who you think is his sidekick, is actually the hero in the movie. Yeah, Kurt Russell is supposed to be the hero, but he's basically an idiot in the movie. A giant idiot, yeah. And, and you, when you're a kid, you kind of don't notice it. You watch it as an adult, you realize, oh, they're playing him up as the idiot in this film. Uh, but, yeah, it's always fun to see, and it's, it's gotten good buzz online. And so, uh, you know, hopefully it'll get a nice big turnout because, as we always kind of say, like, you know, when, when these get big turnouts, we can look at it and go like, oh, that did well. Let's do something like that again. And especially with... Uh, you know, why have we shown The Room 79 months in a row? Because you people keep coming back to it, you know? It's, you idiots. You idiots. <laughs> it's your own fault. But, uh, or like around Halloween, like we always do well with some Halloween films around the, around the time. We went on a good run a little while ago, though, and I think that's what encourages us to bring back retro stuff. Like we did well with, uh, I remember like a Friday 13th film and Star Trek and Blade Runner. And we, had a, we had a good run, so... Mm-hmm. We always try to have retro stuff, and, and we have, um, so we announced our movie for next month for the Kids Club, and it's Never Ending Story, and we're at pretty much, like, about 100 people, I think, have either commented or given it the old thumbs up on, on Facebook, and so, you know, we got a month to go, but in a little while, I'm going to go back on and be like, okay, guys, remember, you were all very excited about this, so you got to come out and see it now, um, but something like that, like, I, I don't think I've seen never ending story in like 25 years or something like that I, I remember seeing it like on vhs as a kid mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen it theatrically i don't think i've ever seen it on the big screen and it's one of those kids movies that i don't know if you when you guys saw it but it's like some it's a little scary for some kids possibly my nephew came to littlefoot he oh yeah i'm never gonna come to never no <laughs> how old's he He's turning four. Four, yeah. It's tough because, like, especially 80s kids' movies, like, 80s kids' movies are, like, Secret of Nim and Willow and stuff, and, like, they're, they're, they're not restricted by fire, but they've, they're just, like, they have a little bit more of an edge to them than, you know, I can't even think what's, what's like, a real tame kids' movie, you know, like... Uh, uh, Minions. All dogs go Min- yeah, yeah, Minions. Yeah, it has a little bit more of an edge to it than... than been Minions or Shrek or something like that, because um, kids movies now, now now it's not too bad. There there was a there was a run for a while where I felt bad for parents because all the kids movies seemed to be like Thomas the Tank Engine and Barney and you know stuff that would just be Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh together. man, yeah. There was there was a parent like ten years ago who had to overhear a lot of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen VHS tapes. That was- I'm not a parent, but that was no. totally me. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> because I had to him sit my sisters. Yeah. How old? So, yeah, they were, like, whatever, like, five when that was all, like, a thing? Like, yeah. Uh. They, were, uh, they were all born in the 90s. And now it's worse because, like, there's this thing where 
little kids don't realize that there's other options. So they find that one thing they like and they're like, there's nothing, there's no way there's anything better than this. Then to grandmother's house we go. Yeah, like there, there could be no cinema, cinema, cinematic achievement greater. So I'm happy with this. I'm just going to watch this over and over again forever. And you're like, no, can you please watch some Looney Tunes or, or anything else? No. Nope. Anything. No, nope. I got to watch this over and over again. Um, so yeah, so it's a little bit better for parents nowadays, but yeah, so I'm glad we're getting to show some retro kid stuff. We're always pretty good about getting a hold. People always ask about the Disney stuff and I'm like, we get, we get the new Disney stuff We always manage to get that, but you know, you're, you're you're not going to see us play. If we could play Oliver and Company. Yeah. It'd be done. Yeah. Man. Like a brave little toaster. (laughs) Brave little toaster. But it's like, yeah, if we could play. If we were allowed to play Nightmare Before Christmas at Halloween... Oh, my God. It would be a madhouse. Oh, my God. It would be like Rocky Horror. Like, we could play it as a matinee and then play it as, like, a 9 o'clock show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, it would be ludicrous, but we're, we're not allowed to. So anytime I see somebody, especially nowadays, people are dumb. They'll put on Facebook, like, screening of Nightmare Before Christmas at this thing. And I'm always like, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> if, if we're not allowed to do that, I'm not letting you do that. Mm. But, um... Yeah, and then, so, we we have a bit of a head start, because we know that, we know what's coming next week, because it's a holiday. So, we know we have three films coming next week. We commented on them for a second, but it's, uh, starting Friday, April 1st, is three new movies to us, uh, Mustang, Eddie the Eagle, and Absolutely Anything. Which is the premiere, finally. Finally. Because yeah. we had that book a long time ago. Ages ago. And Absolutely Anything is the... The, the not Monty Python, Monty Python movie, uh, directed by Terry Jones and featuring... Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg in the lead, and then all the Monty Python guys in voiceover parts, because there's... Mm. Robin Williams. And, and Robin, Robin Williams. voiceover. Yeah. And so Robin Williams is playing a dog, and then I get, it's, it's like a, a sci-fi. It's like a comedy sci-fi. And so the Monty Python guys, I don't know if it's cameos or kind of extended cameos, but they play the aliens in the film. Mm-hmm. And so that is a movie that actually now they, they, they pulled it away from us to give it back April 1st for whatever reason, but now the posters actually say April 1st. So Sometimes they just delay. Do you guys remember Midnight Meat Train? Yeah. So I was working at Rito at the time, and they told us that we were going to be getting this movie, which I was very excited about because yeah. whatever was like this weird ass fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they were like, you guys are going to open it, kind of thing, and like they gave us all these posters and stuff like that, and then it was like all of a sudden they were like, ah, uh, take the posters down, take the trailers off. Whoa, what? Nothing else. And I was sort of like, what? Do, what do you mean? Like you're just not going to release it or what? And then no information. Uh, so I guess it was just a delay. You Didn't know, that like, happen to The Little Prince in the U.S.? It just it happened, possible? in yeah. fact. We, we, had, we had a poster up and trailer up, and then the, whoever the, I don't know who it was, whoever the, the powers that be were, and I feel bad for the filmmakers, because it was like the, like the actual 11th hour. Like, it was like 11 p.m. the night before their release. They were like, nope, we're not going to carry it we're anymore. We're having a hard time editing this. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Well, like... Or famously, there, and there's always movies like this, but like Cabin in, or yeah, the Cabin in the Woods, the the uh, Joss Whedon uh, produced film. Uh, it sat on a shelf for like, like I don't know, two years, three years, 
it sat on a shelf long enough that uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it, and then it sat on a shelf for three years, and then he became Thor, and then Joss Whedon worked with him again on Avengers, and that movie came out. So it's just like, like the movie's done. Like, don't you just want to like that? They would just sit on it instead of. Can you imagine like a movie is on the shelf for so long that like. The person is a senior, like the lead actor is a senior by now. So God, it's like, yeah, that happened to 25 year old Brad Pitt starring yeah. in. That happened to a Warren Beatty movie. I think it was like Warren Beatty's, not one of his last movies. Yeah. Called Town and Country, a movie that no one remembers. No. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't seen, I think Gary Shandling, who just passed away, is in oh, it. Oh, Gary Shandling. Uh, rest in peace. Um, that movie was shot in like, it didn't get released until like five years later or something. It's so weird. Because you think, like, they're afraid to release it because they think it's going to be bad, but... It's not going to improve with age. Yeah, it's and, not, and it's not going to make any more money sitting on the shelf than it will be released. And movies that get pulled back like that have a pretty bad track record. Like, they just kind of get jinxed. Like, once it does come out, nothing mm-hmm. kind of happens with it. Or it gets, like, goes, like, straight to... I, what do you call it now? You used to call it straight to video. Now yeah. we call it straight to but I think digital. More or less, what happened with Midnight Me Train, and then yeah. there's another sort of similar film that came out and got a bit more like hoopla. There's been a couple like nerd films like that last couple years that had like some pretty decent casts and, and buzz around them. And one was called Fanboys, and it yeah. was it was about just some fanboys going to like a Star Wars convention, and I think it was loosely based on a true story of a. Uh, a kid who was dying of cancer. Yeah, kid dying of cancer. Episode one. Yeah. So, but that movie just nothing happened with it. And there's another Star Wars film that I believe is just called 1977, and it played at like Sundance, I believe, or yeah. maybe Slamdance. And it's just it's basically um, almost famous, but for Star Wars. Like it, it's like <laughs> it's like a, a kid in seven. So so, so there's yeah. no sex in it. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but. I was wait. He doesn't get deflowered. No, no, no. At at a Star Wars screening, the uh, I don't think that movie ever came out. I think that movie has been like in limbo for like five or six years. I I think it's just missing in action, and I gotta look that up now because I remember. But I remember like five or six years ago, forwarding the information to Lee and saying like, "Oh, this is at Sundance now. We should totally get it when it comes out," and then nothing happened with it. Hmm. So it happens. Like, like man, how heartbreaking that is. Like. Making a film is, like, one of the hardest things you could do. And to get it done and be like, yay, we did it, rap party. And then be like, yeah, we're not putting it out. Too bad. Nobody's yeah. allowed to watch it. Yeah, and back in the day, it was, you know, the, the consolation would be like, well, we're releasing it straight to video. At least. But now I guess we're releasing it straight to... Netflix? Digital download, mm-hmm. I guess. But, yeah, but that's, it's like, still seems like, kind of like, failing at the finish line for the powers that be to be like, no, we're not going to release your movie. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're wrapping up soon, but I'll just, yeah, so uh, Eddie the Eagle is the one based off the um, the underdog at the Calgary Olympics, uh, the true story about the ski jumper, and it's from the producer of uh, it's uh, Matthew Vaughn, who did mm-hmm. one of the X-Men movies and um, oh, Kingsman. And Hugh Jackman is in it, and the guy from Kingsman. I forget his name. Taron uh, something. Ed- Edgerton. Ed- Edgerton. He, he's not related to the other guy with the harder to pronounce Edgerton last name. 
But uh, yeah, so the 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 Kingsman fellow. What's with these actors with names he can't pronounce? Well, see, in the good old days, that, that, that girl from Brooklyn, I still don't know how to say her name. Shersha. 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 As far as I understand, why can't they spell Charisse. it like Shersha? Shersha. Because the because the Irish Sharonda. Because because the Irish people are crazy. Look look up like look up a website for like like Irish names and like Andrew would be spelled Q W X A N D X W. R E W G H. I went to my my cousin got married. Uh, he married a girl from uh, South Korea, and at the wedding we had name tags of all uh, our names spelt in Korean. Oh wow! So my name kind of looked like Prince's name in the nineties when he <laughs> changed his name to yeah. that symbol. Artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as Andrew. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because it That's used funny. to be that uh, you know evil managers and agents would force you to change your name. And that's why you have all these, like, you know, if you had a Jewish name, like, back in the day, it would get changed to something else. And now, like, I mean, like, Benedict Cumberbatch would never have gotten away with that back in the 40s. Never. His name would be, like, Ben... Robert Smith. Ben... Ben, ben Cumber. Yeah, it would, yeah. Ben... Ben Smith. Like, ben just, Batch. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> ben Batch. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Benny Batch. Ben Batch. Benny Batch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I'm calling him from now on. Done. Done. But yeah. Oh, ben Batch. <laughs> I love it. But nowadays, you can just be called whatever you want. Well, on that hilarious note, maybe we, we can't top that. So let's uh, wrap this up. Thank we'll... God he's handsome, though. Oh, yeah. If, if he was like oh, an ugly Mel guy agree. with that Mel doesn't name. agree. He's so alien-like. Oh, you don't I think don't he's handsome? Know. Sorry, everybody. Literally, everybody's coming to murder me right How now. How dare you? Gwen is going to be very <laughs> I'm upset. Sorry, Gwen. Very upset. You can have him. Yeah. <laughs> Less competition. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not like um. You it, can like what you like. I just am not into him. Have you ever had either say your 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 current significant other somebody say who they're attracted oh to? My go- oh. And then you're like, what? He's like into. Fucking now her name is gone from my brain, but we all know her. So Gwen likes squareheads. Gwen oh, okay. likes squareheads. So Gwen is in love with um, with Hawkeye. Ah. Uh, and and I kind of never noticed it before, but yeah, he's just like that square jaw. Or she has a a girl crush on Olivia Munn. Or no, so not Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Okay. Who also is a squarehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but sometimes you hear that and you're like. Do I have a square head? Yeah. And you're like, you're like, you're like, you're like, or like anything, yeah, fucking. But I've heard it before. Sometimes people will be like, you know, I love, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is, and you're like, oh, I like, Maggie. no, really, it's like, there's are like, I like this person, and you're never supposed to say, you're never supposed to say because then they associate it with themselves. And they're like, oh, either what's wrong with me, or like, yeah, I've even heard like someone who you think look like, yeah, looks great. Like, say if I said like, like, oh, you really look like. Scarlett Johansson. You never do that because the person might think that that person has a weird nose or something. That's who Greg is in love with. Oh, well, there you go. Hey. It's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> Not fair. It's all right. I like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's no Benny Batch. Ben Batch. <laughs> Benny Batch. Like yeah. a gangster. Oh, stay away from Benny Batch. Okay, so now I'm sure it's the um, it's probably the worst rainstorm, hailstorm ever outside right now. 
So we should get Did out of here. Did you mention it stopped? Oh, it just, stops. Like, bird singing, yeah, bird everything singing. is melted. Cause I, yeah, good, because I want to come back and watch the 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 Vovovich tonight. I'm going to do it. Our two regulars there, um, uh, Brad and Ann. Brad and Ann came in last night to see it, and they're like, "Can would, would you like to buy a W? Ah. They were like, oh, is it actually supposed to be spelled like that? We thought you just ran out of W ah. because of the marquee. That's funny. I'm glad we did that. Because we're cool hipster movie theater. We yeah. use the double V. Uh, okay, let's get out of here. All right. Uh, go to audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast for a free audiobook. Eat some pierogies. At House of Targ. You could listen to the Star Wars audiobook. Also. Which one? Ah, ah, what? Force Awakens. Come what? get Little Joe Barry's treats this weekend. Oh, snap. Is that happening? hey Oh, I'm going to eat all of those. Taking them up tomorrow. <laughs> nice. People come buy those because if not, I'm going to eat into our profits. And just There's like <laughs> insane lineups in her shop, so you might as well just come down here Is this and go the person who used to run Auntie Lou's? She, okay, so it's not Mandy from, it's not Auntie Lou proper, but oh. little Joe Barry used to work in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, okay. She used to bake for One of the fine ladies of the Auntie Lou umbrella. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh, it's so exciting. That's oh, I have so many, man, I'm going to eat some of that, and then I'm going to eat some pierogies, and I'm going to eat some pizza. This is like vegan palooza. Yeah. Hashtag vegan fat. Vegan <laughs> fat. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the last thing. That's the most important. Yes. Do it. Let's get out of here. Bye. Bye. Happy Easter. <laughs>